Hello and welcome to the CSWC show, proudly brought to you by Betway, our proud partners. Check out betway.co.za for more information on the Betway SA20 that gets underway shortly. You can win tickets, so like and subscribe. A big thank you to everyone that has liked and subscribed and that continues to watch. We've had some great guests. It's a brand new year and we're excited to have you on board. I'm excited to have a gentleman in the studio who... I think a couple months back, right? Was it a month? Or... No, so it was months or year? a year? No. It was just before you started. Like, yeah, yeah, You yeah. had like two episodes out. So you I think... just started. Yes, yeah. you had just started. And I was like, hey, Gift, you got to come on the show. And what did you say? I was like, no, not yet. <laughs> let, me, let, me first win, let me first win the title fight because I knew there was a title fight in the wake. So I'm like, <laughs> let me first be a champion and then come on because I was like, oh, I just come on as like Gift. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he is the EFC flyweight champion, Gift Walker, 5-0. and oh. That must sound good. I mean, when you go to bed and you're like, you know, sort of saying your prayers and looking up at the stars or wherever you're sleeping. I don't know. Um, maybe you're camping. Uh, no, I'm not a camper, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> Five and oh sounds good. Undefeated as a professional mixed martial artist. That's pretty cool. I'm, I'm really, I, I love it. It sounds good. It sounds good hearing it, but I won't lie. Like the record, it means nothing. Sure. Right now for me, what, what's really important is keeping this title. Right okay. now, that that's the important part to me. So even if I was like, four and one right now i think that my main focus right now is just keeping the belt and i feel like anyone says that you can only be a real champion once you defend your belt so i'm like everyone's always called me this good champion now i've got a chance to finally prove it let's see what's up okay so, you you obviously take on zulu boy who's who's a legend let's be honest all due yes. respect oh yes no, legend agree, of the efc yes, yes. but we'll get to that title fight a bit later on firstly how did you get into the sport of mma where take us back to where it started because You've had a remarkable journey in the sport. And I always ask people I interview, where did it start for them? Regardless, if it's someone who's a DJ Fresh who, you know, started, you know, basically mixing music at primary school, collecting music on tape back then. Where did it start for you? For me, so like, also I started at a really young age. We spoke about it the other day. I was like 12, 13, but I was like super into WWE. And I was like, I love WWE. Like, Who's your favorite? At the time, it was John Cena. Okay. It was John Cena. You can't see, you me. Can't see me, man. Yeah. And I, like, you, like, there was even a, like, I went to a preschool, Care Bears, and there was a pageant show. And I got third place because, like, I walked out as John Cena. Like, they even played the music, and I was like, do, 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 and I showed all the John Cena moves and everything. So okay. I was very, I was obsessed with wrestling like that. But I never knew where to go. There was never, sure. like, where in Springs, it's a very small town. So it's never, like. Shout out to Springs. Right? Shout out to Springs. I love it. It's my hometown. We've got some great athletes from there. But there was never like go there, go there. There was soccer, rugby, and cricket. Those were the three sports. Yeah. And I was I was playing those three sports already. I was fairly good at them. And my sister started working at the SPCA and she started like the SPCA would hold events. So sometimes it would be action cricket, sometimes action shock, uh, soccer. And then the one day, um, shout out to like the old gym I used to train at Rio Grappling. They came and they like went into cahoots with the SPCA and they held a like a event. And at the event, it was Cage Warriors. And this was like many, many moons ago. Like, like so long ago, it was like Mark Hume fought that main event. Wow. Mark, yeah, it was like easy, like long ago, long, long ago. And I watched that fight, like like those guys fighting. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy. I, I want to do this. And I spoke to the guys and they took me backstage there to meet Bernardo Makishi. And now back then, he was like the man in heavyweight <laughs> MMA. And I looked at this guy, I was like, yo. 
okay, this guy's big. He's a human, hey. Yeah. And they told me, like, you can come start next week. And that next week, so let's say it was a Saturday, that Monday I started and I haven't stopped. I have Brilliant. not stopped, yeah. And now you're the champion, which feels good. Yes, it feels great. It feels great. After, like, so much ups and downs, it's, it's, it's actually, like, it's good. It's good validation to be like, hey, actually, it, it was the right career choice. Um, what are some of the most important lessons you've taken out of your journey? Because I don't think people see you for if it's a five-minute round or if it's 25 minutes for a title fight or if it's 15 for a regular fight, that's where they see you on TV. They don't realize, I mean, you guys were, were boxing on Boxing Day, right? Is yeah. that a tradition at the House of Tinkerbell? Yeah, we, so we started that like as soon as the gym opened and it's like I said, um, it's good. I've seen a lot of gyms also doing that and it's good. It keeps your athletes honest, but it's a very cool tradition we have. Like don't eat too much on Christmas day because <laughs> the next day you've got boxing on boxing day. And it's like, we come there and like, it's really, it's just fun, man. You come, you bring your girlfriend, your mom, everybody, just to get to throw some hands there. So it's just a good, like House of Tick Boss created a good family vibe for me. And I, I love that gym so much. It's like my brothers, brothers and sisters. It's awesome. Your other family. My, it's literally my other family. Literally. Um, I, I yeah you must com you guys must be commended on the hard work that you put in. I mean JP has been phenomenal leading from the front, but I look at Peace. I mean Nate, uh, Nicole, you guys. Um, if I've left out anyone, I apologize. But I mean you guys are really like punching above your weight and proving that you're one of the top gyms in South African MMA. No, look, yeah, like, regardless, this is, like, do you know what's nice about this? We've been what I feel, and it's going to sound very biased, but we have been one of the top gyms for a very long time. It's just we were all, how can I say, we were all still puppers. We were all amateurs, like Nades, Peace, myself. We were all still very babies. So everyone knew how good we were, but it was like there, there wasn't, like, there wasn't any light to shine. And thank goodness for EFC and us being professional athletes now because now there's, there's that light shining on us, and everyone's like, Okay, you guys are really that good. Yeah. And it's it's like, it's not as it is. It's JP and I give all the credit to him. And I know he's like, it's rightly so. He will give all credit to Jesus. But I, I'm thankful that Jesus put someone like JP in our lives to guide us. Because without him, like, like I've had other coaches. And I was this good athlete, but I had no structure. I had yeah. no guidance. And he brings that to us. And like, yeah, we all mess up sometimes. And he, he, he reminds us, like, today, no, when was it, three days ago, we had a business meeting. And he, he JP never holds meetings. But as before we even started the meeting, let me tell you, I got so much like, sorry, part of my language, I got so much shit because I had a good New Year's and he was like, okay, so the party's done now. You've got a fight coming up. And he gave me this whole speech <laughs> and he basically grounded me for this fight. And I'm like, that that's the kind of guy I need in my yeah. life. Like he's really a good mentor for me. He's really he's awesome. But you also need that release from yeah. from the, the days, the rigors of training all the time. Because yeah. It's sacrifice. It's literally blood, sweat, and tears. There's, there is blood. There's no doubt about it. Um, but you can get so caught up in that grind that you forget to disconnect. So it's important to disconnect. And if you have a good New Year's, I mean, obviously, you don't have to go yeah, crazy. crazy yeah. That can be for after your career. <laughs> but it's good to disconnect and just sort of refocus, right? And then you have a guy like JP who says, gift. Okay. Okay. It's that dark. Here we go. Line in the sand. Next thing we look in March. Look, Done. I agree. No, I agree for, for athletes, especially professional athletes. So this is what I like. I explain to the people because I, I also coach people. So I explain to them, you guys are not professional athletes. So don't be too hard on yourself if you have a beer or if you have a glass of wine with your wife mm -hmm. or something. You you guys are allowed to do that. Yeah. But like me as an athlete, I, I kind of... I'm, 
Not saying I'm not allowed to, but I have to limit that. I sure. have to limit it a lot compared to like the regular person. So for me, losing five kgs is easy. For you, it's going to be hard because sure. this is my lifestyle. It's really, it's my lifestyle. So we can't compare it like yeah. that. But in the same breath, I need to be an athlete as well. So when the time comes like now, I've got a big fight in March. I need to be able to be like, okay, the partying and fun stuff is done now. Yeah. It's time to focus. And like sometimes I do forget because I am still only young in the sports and I need someone like JP to be like, hey, this yeah. this is right, this is wrong, time to quit it now, and it's good. And I, I've not only JP, I've got a lot of people in my life reminding me, like, give come, this goals to chase here, yeah, and I'm, I'm very thankful for it. I am. I'm very grateful for that. You, you spoke about it's easy to lo lose 5 kgs. From weight cut-wise with you, are you, is it still something that every athlete dreads, or is it something that is so used to your lifestyle now, you just sort of... Okay, it's wake up time. No, I won't lie to you. The guys that say they, they like it and they used to, they lie. This is horrible. <laughs> okay, so. Yeah, man. The, <laughs> like, I see, like, I watched the, like, documentary on boxes, like, and, like, the good boxes, like, not even, I'm lying, not even the good boxes, the guys that have, like, smarter people in the corners, they have easier weight cuts and it's still yeah. hard on their bodies. Like, but the guys like me, and, and don't, no disrespect, like, I've got Jimmy James. We spoke about this the other day. And me and Jimmy were talking, like, guys in the UFC, they've got guys in the UFC PR, doctors, yeah. like, checking their body mass and all, like, literally down to the T. I've yeah, got Jimmy. Fold the works. Me and Jimmy James, we jump on the scale, we check my body mass, we do everything. Just like, okay, this is what you must eat. Tell me if it works. It works for the month. He's like, okay, <laughs> let's stick to that. <laughs> so, so is it? it's about a calorie deficit, though, right? It's, yeah. It's, it's, but it's you basically are burning... Like Tons of calories in training. But you right? also have to put tons in. And that's where, okay. like, like how can I say, that's where I get, this is me. This sure. is not, not speak for everyone else. This is where I mess up out of camp. Because to, like, for me to maintain that weight, I'm a big flyweight. I was going to say, you are a big flyweight. I'm a freaking big flyweight. So for me to eat chicken breast and spinach the whole year through, it, it kills me. It absolutely kills me. So sometimes, especially <laughs> out no, of camp. There's no spice then. No spice, nothing. <laughs> so out of camp, I kind of diverse out of that. But in camp, I'm very, I'm very very strict to my diet sure. and very like what I eat and everything. But it is like, like Jimmy James and me, we've worked out a good diet and everything. Yeah. Like, like that last fight camp, my body felt amazing. Yeah, I was, you look great. By I, I was two kgs under the, what I should be. I was like, wait, 55 point something. I was like, okay, you've, maybe I shouldn't What's be so skinny. <laughs> like I need some muscle, <laughs> but like, it's, it's, uh, that's what I said. I'm just happy, like the people around me in the yeah. circle, we, we, we nailing this down. And like I said, I'm still a papa. So, as much as I'm learning, so is my team as well, yeah. which is it, it's super great. It's great. And I'm, I'm super blessed to be in the position it's I exciting. am. It is so exciting. So it, exciting. In the early days of EFC, I remember, um, like we're talking the three, four, you know, way yeah. back when I started. Uh, athletes used to finish weighing, and then I swear you would see them at Spur. With a huge steak, onion rings, you know, the full-on or they're at the wimpy or steers, that's changed. Like these days, once you guys finish that, the weight cut, the weigh-in's done, it's not about going out and gorging yourself. You can't. It's about being professional. Professional, right? yeah. Because, because sport like, has evolved. Yeah, and I was just going to say, back then, it's like, it sounds crazy. They weren't athletes, they were fighters. True. And... In the same breath, I miss those type of guys as well. Like, I miss those type because the old school EFC, those guys would, they'll crush some of us now, Something man. Different, it was, man. It, it was, was crazy. Eh? Like, <laughs> I, I'm looking at them. Those guys had the technique. They had it. But it wasn't about that. They were there to fight. And sure. that, that's where I give them, those guys, the respect. Even old school UFC. Nowadays, we are athletes. So, it's after we were in, you kind of have to 
intake you have a water intake yeah. you have to like like start with small meals you can't just go like big steak at spur or something like we all want to do that but you can't so it, it, it's changed a lot but yeah no hey times have changed i miss those old days uh, <laughs> do you have someone from the old days that you admired i mean i mean i hear cameron simon's story uh Drickus's story like uh they were sitting there i think it's efc 10 he said as a 17 year old or whatever it was and he's like I want to do this. He turned to his brother or his dad. I can't remember exactly, but is it a similar sort of thing where you still yeah, speak I, of I these? Can't, I can't like pin it down to the nail, but I know like for EFC wise, EFC, I can name a few legends that I loved. I loved JP Kruger back in the day because JP Kruger had made him special even before I started trading with him. <laughs> like, like this guy was a kickboxer and everybody knew he was a kickboxer. But when shit went bad, he, he turned to jiu-jitsu and he won. Like, <laughs> when, when he snapped Donovan Hawkins' arm, I was like, what? Yeah. I, was like, I watched that fight. I was, I was laughing at that. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. So it was JP. I love Leon Maynard. Yeah, uh, what a warrior. Oh, oh my God. What a, what a savage. Leon Maynard. Like, anytime he would walk out, everyone would sit there like, yo, we don't know what's about to happen. So It was exciting. Man. It was so exciting. <laughs> Demar Penner, he was he was our best champion in EFC. He was he was great. We had guys like Darren Double D Daniels, man. So all the skills, all, all the, the skills. Jeremy Pitbull Smith, like like I could go. Yeah. there like the names, even one gift on sale. Ron Potts, the the trilogy <laughs> those guys had. Like we had so many great athletes back yeah. then. At the fight we would have that it, would, it was yo barn burners. Like Dino Bagatina, Dallas Jacoby. I'm That's like, crazy, yeah. like I'm like I sit there I'm like yo. Yo, those were like back. Like, they don't make fighters like that anymore. Like it's they really evolved. Though, it, it has. It really has. It. It has evolved. But at the same time, we've taken away from the sport as well because yeah. we, we've 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 become athletes. Yeah. And myself included. Myself too. I don't want to get into a war like no. that. Especially if I know if I could hit you like instead of going po 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 po. If I could just pull out of the distance and hit you with one clean straight, it it just makes my life a little yeah. bit better. It's a bit cleaner. Like. It, it makes for a little less trouble and a longer life. Absolutely. <laughs> a much longer life, much longer. And the sport needed to evolve from fighting to a mixed martial arts where it, it needed became to. sport with athletes. Because so also, cage like, fighting, yeah. I hate when people call it Because the, I was just going to say, that's what it was. It was a bunch of guys, like, like as skilled as what they were, but they were cage fighters. Yeah. And the crowd that would go would be guys in tap-out shirts and like guys that like... Tap-out did good business. It, it did do good business, but the crowd that it attracted, like guys that smash cans on their heads. It, it used to be crazy back in EFC I days mean, like when that. When it was the Coca-Cola Dome, <laughs> we had 10,000 people. Good. Oh, I mean, you go to Grand West, wherever it was, it was thousands of people. Even Big it Top, hey, it was, oh, it was insane. Carnival was massive. Massive. Like, like back then, like, my favorite was when Leon Maynard walked out against Frederick Nauman, hey. Because <laughs> it was Leon Maynard. Everyone was, like, writing him off of, he's this old guy, like, he's maybe past his time. And there was this undefeated challenger coming in, and he spoke to him in, like, the first minute of the first round, and the whole stadium went dead silent. And then it erupted. And I was like, even so did did, like for that feeling, I was like, I need to do this. This is how So that's what I you were hooked. Do. Yeah, like in those kind of fights, like you sit in those arenas, even JP, like when he walks out, it's like, goo, goo, tsh, goo. and yeah. the whole arena's shaking and everyone's <laughs> going crazy. And I'm like, some random lady shouting, tick up out. And you're like, you're like, oh man, this is crazy. This is absolutely nuts. Uh, you just get... I wanted to ask you this. So your walkout at the, the EFC PI, it's obviously a very short walkout. Would you prefer a longer walkout? I would. So you see the UFC guys, depending on yes. the venue. I mean, when I was in at Madison Square Garden for 295. 
Oh, lucky. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> watching them come out, it's a long walk out. It's a long walk out. Like, 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 sometimes their songs even start over. Like, and I'm like, that is what you need. Because sometimes, like, if you look at someone like Israel Adesanya, your walk out sounds it as well. That's you don't always need to dance. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to be like Adesanya, <laughs> do cartwheels and stuff he before fights. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not that type of guy. But it sells it. It makes people want to watch. Like, if yeah. you come dancing and giving out high fives and everything, it engages with the crowd. And yeah. look, I love the EFC and I love the PR, but we need to break into the arenas. Like, like COVID is past two, three years. We need to, like, Hopefully get out. it happens soon, man. It does. It does need. We need to take it to the people again. Because also, like, uh, I know, man, like, the people want to go there. Like, yeah. look at how they pack that PR. And that's the little bit of people that can go there. Yeah. And I imagine the ones that, can, like you say, like, Big Top Arena or Times Grand Square West. Times Victoria. Square. Oh, man. It'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. It'd be really amazing. We need to uh, put a word out there to oh, us. We do. We do. <laughs> I hope they listen. Um, coming back to that, when you walked out for your, your title fight, obviously with Terrence stepping up, it was it was a remarkable day. I think um, him hopping on a plane and, and getting there the same. Good for him. Good I, for I mean, him. Yeah, good for All him. due respect, but he obviously came up against the top dog, right? On the night, you got your belt. You said you're two kgs under at the way, and we should be. Do you feel? Were you just? Did you feel you were ready? Did you feel in control? Or, or how yeah, did you feel? I literally felt like that round, like that fight went the way I thought it was gonna go. Like literally, like maybe I couldn't, I could have been a bit more aggressive, but at the same time, I hadn't sparred in so many weeks. So me coming in like that, that was just a bit of. Not wanting to take caution to the wind, yeah. Yeah, take the first shot to win my feet. Because he's got fast hands. He's got fast hands. He's very yeah. slicky. Like you make a mistake, he might slip and pull, and yeah. you, you don't want to get caught like that. That's a yeah. horrible way to lose. I feel. <laughs> so and I was you haven't like, tasted defeat yet in a yeah, professional not like career. That. I have not, not even that. Like in general, I've never been knocked out ever in my whole life. Like, like. Well, ever. let's hope that doesn't change. Uh, and if it does, look, if it does change, I, I wouldn't mind. But I'd like it to be more in a slugfest. I wouldn't okay. want it to be. I throw a jab, you pull, you hit me, and it's done. Like. Oh my goodness, my mom came for 20 seconds. Like, that's horrible. <laughs> like, like, Listen, this is the most unpredictable theater of sport. Uh, that's that's why so that's, that's, well that's why right? we love it. That's yeah. why if it happens, I'll be okay with it. I'm not a sore loser. I will I'll be okay, but it'll sting. I'll be uh, <laughs> but with that, I did I felt I was very much in control. That's why I, I'm very happy with the weight cuts. I'm literally gonna like like do what I did last time. Yeah. It's one of those things don't fix what's not broken. The process absolutely. because Everyone, like, I did. I was skinny, and I also thought it was going to be a problem. But when I got back into the cage on the day, I was what I normally am. Sure. I was my normal weight, which was shocking to me. I thought I was going to be two cages under on fight day, but I wasn't. I was normal weight. I was just as strong. Yeah. Uh, maybe I was a bit slower, but that's because I, I like I was gunshot. I had a spotty three, four weeks. So why, why not? I was injured. I hurt my intercostals. Like, oh, I, was, I, I was wrestling, and I tried to turn. And in the turn, something went, and... Three uh, weeks out or what? Three and a half weeks. Oh, so wow. I, I was so tired of hitting pads. I hit pads for three and a half weeks, literally nearly every single day. I couldn't wrestle. I could run oh at hit pads. At gym, obviously, but yeah, that's, yeah. that sucks. That's terrible anyway. Oh, that's a frustrating injury. It's very frustrating. Yeah. No, it's this was the first time I've been injured to that magnitude that you can't train a certain thing. And I've got the biggest fight of my life coming up. So I was like... Mm. Gift you, you kind of have to just bite the bullets and you're going to make this happen. And even while warming up, I was warming up with my brother. And this is now 10, 15 minutes before I'm supposed to fight. I try to sweep him and I feel this is not like, this is sore. Like, it feels like someone hit me with Did the body shot. Did you say anything shot. to anyone? I, yeah, my team knew, my whole oh, team knew. Okay. So I was like, guys, 
this this is bad. So I was like, when I get hands on this guy, because I knew it was going to happen. I was like, I'm not. I'm going to get hands of him. I'm like, I'm going to get hands on him and it's done. I'm not letting him up. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the second, I came, I sat down and JP's like, what's going on? And I told him like, okay, I'm sorry. Because I could hear them, but I just wasn't doing what they wanted to. I'm yeah. like, I'm sorry, but this is what I'm going to do. And I told him like, I'm going to, I'm going to put this kid down. And JP's like, okay, just don't walk into anything big. And as soon as I shot, I slipped on the mat. Like you can see a clear yeah. as day. I slipped. And in that void, I'm like, God, please don't let me lose like this. And I don't remember, I'm looking up at his lights and everything. And as soon as I got him down, I was like, whew, okay. let's go. Okay. <laughs> now jujitsu starts. Yeah. And I could feel he was very frantic. Like, you can feel when someone doesn't want to be there, like, on the yeah. ground. Like, you can feel like he just wants to get up. And I was like, okay. Okay, if you panicking like this and I'm chilled, this is good. Yeah, let me just work. World, yeah, then I'm yeah. good. Then I'm okay. Um, Afterwards was quite special. <laughs> I mean, you got your your folks. Oh man! I mean, um, yes, Yang, in the making. You know, I mean, it, it was a a truly special moment, and I think it was just so beautiful that you could share that with with these people that mean more to you than parents, right? Literally, is, is, is that is that a fair sort of comment? Like, like in that sense, like it's, it's crazy. Possible, yeah, you know like I mean? I've always had to explain this to people. These aren't like my adopted parents. These are my parents. Yeah. Like even more than the other parents. These, these like I'll kill for these people and I'll sure. die for them too. Like that, I love my mom and dad. So that moment for me was so special because they like any parents, they had doubts me going into MMA. They first wanted me to do it as a sport, not to get bullied, blah, blah, blah. But then I like, obviously I was pretty decent in it and I was like, I don't want to do anything else. So they had their doubts. But with that being said, they still supported me. They yeah. were at every amateur fight, every tournament. Even when I lost, there was Amazing. like, like they would like make jokes with me. And I'm like, you never want to hear jokes when you lose. But my parents were those up like, we don't care how you feel. You did amazing. And we're going to tell you, you did amazing. So the, that great. moment, yeah, for me to win there with them, I was like, yo, uh, this is awesome. This um, is awesome. It's worth it. I, I had a laugh and, and forgive me because obviously – uh, being on the production, uh, doing the interviews and that, I sit next to the commentary team <laughs> and we're busy listening. I think I know it's coming. Do you know what's coming? No, it's coming. Uh, I know it's coming. I know it's so, coming. Oh, so the director <laughs> is saying to the cameraman when you're thanking your parents, find his mom, find his mom. And you can see the cameraman is like confused because there's two pair there's a i mean there's white parents and then there's, and there's black, yeah, yeah I saw. and then he, he's like you know what i mean so what what it was funny in the moment but i think what it for me what's so amazing is how south african is that yeah. you know what i'm saying like yeah, in this country so. where it really doesn't matter what color you are um and i know there's a lot of work to be done behind the scenes but it was such a special moment because here are these two kind wonderful people proud of their son regardless of the fact that you adopted they are your parents no, i mean no, they, they, they are you know what i'm saying and and i think it's just such a special moment that uh, i i just wish the, the cameraman had captured it if you, if yeah, you know what i, I mean say, focused, uh, i mean they probably could have been briefed a bit better but it was just like he's <laughs> looking for, for like a black lady or, I you know what i mean thought, but, like when i walked in with my mom because like they were the last ones to get there out of yeah. my family so they sent me a message we at the venue so i went out to get them like at the door and everything so everyone's obviously heard i'm adopted but no one's ever seen my mom like in ufc i don't the, think the, they've been to any they've UFC. never no yeah. this was their first event because obviously like it's my title fight come you have, you have to watch to it so I brought my mom in and I've got my mom on my shoulder and I'm walking in and like everybody's like, is that his mom? 
And like, you could hear and see. Yeah, yeah. And their eyes are like, oh shit, he wasn't lying. He's actually got white parents. And I'm like, would I lie about that? <laughs> like, no. Look, I mean, really? as I say, like, and your story is remarkable. I mean, and forgive me um, for telling it. Um, I actually should have you tell it. But, you know, at the end of the day, you, you, you lost your biological mom in childbirth. And there you were, this helpless baby in the hospital, and no one was there to claim you. I mean, for me, it just shows, and it speaks volumes of how incredible your parents are. No, I agree. They, yeah. You know, that's, that's going to be... Our, I, I think was it the nurses who called you gifts? Yes, they okay. called me gifts. Yeah, they, the nurses. And this, like gifts. that's why, like this is what I actually thought you're gonna speak about. This is why after my my fight. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Let's. And I said, like, I took, I got a lot of backlash for this. After my fight, I thank my parents for adopting me because I would have been a tortured kid stealing at everything. <laughs> And I was going to get to that, but you brought it up. Sorry. Now. A lot of, like, some of the black community took offense to that because they like, oh, so what you said is, us black people from the township, we steal and everything. And I was like, whoa, whoa, no. This is directed to me. Sure. Like, like gift walk. If you know how crazy I am and, like, as a kid, how vault I was. Like, there was, like, even in school, I almost got expelled from school, like, thousands of times. I've been honest. That it was my mom who saved me. just naughty or what? I was so naughty. And I, I won't lie to you. I was so naughty. And I, I'm getting better as I get older. <laughs> I am. But I was very naughty. And also, I had to always say something. Like, like a teacher would say something, and I would always need to have the last say. And I'm still like that. I still need to be the guy to have the last say. <laughs> But back to that, like a lot of the black community took offense because they thought I was taking a dig to them. And I was. I was ready to just take a dig to myself, like gift like walker if personally. If circumstances you know. were different. If circumstances were different, and there's no disrespect yeah. to them, the guys that will take offense, I probably would have stolen your phone. It's like, don't, don't take offense sure. to them. This is just gift walker. Yeah. Nothing to you or where you grew up or everything. And I think that's where, like, how, how can I say, that was my first reaction of gift. You probably need to... PR. You need to like relax. Like, like this now you you're not just the guy who can say anything yeah. and there's no consequences anymore. Whatever you say, there is gonna be a consequence. So that's me now. So I've tried to be more conservative and watch what I say, but yeah, no, we'll see how that goes. But at the same time, like and yes, that was probably taken out of context at the time, the adrenaline, you know, it's live TV. Yeah. You still need to sell fights though. You know, at the end of the day, some athletes don't say a word. Some athletes um, like to hype fights and talk smack. Um, where do you, because at the same time, as someone who's still very new to the sport, um, five and zero, oh, uh, you are champion, but there's even a bigger spotlight on you now. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I, 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 will, I have this talk about golf for so many times. Like, I want to say something. Well, even type it on social media because like maybe this guy said something to me. So I will type it. And then I have to retract it because I'm like, look, yeah, as much as what we can say whatever we want, because hopping the fight and starting the fight is cool. And I do, uh, I'm for it. I love, sure. like, if you if you ask me who's my favorite fighter, it's Conor McGregor, man. It's Conor McGregor. Because he transformed the sport. How, the, how yeah. he transformed, spoke, transcended, transcended, yeah. transcended brought, sport, yeah, yeah. brought eyes to it that shouldn't be looking at it, kind of, because he spoke trash. Like, he spoke... He would talk about you and your family and make you go crazy, go in the fights and spark you in one round. Yeah. I agree. Conor McGregor, he was the guy for that. Gets in your head. So much. Yeah. But we're all not Conor McGregor. Absolutely. And the crazy thing is like, this is what I've seen a lot. The guys that talk a lot of shit, most of the time they go and they lose. 
when they lose, they come to the guy backstage or afterwards, they're like, oh, sorry, no, it was just to hype the fight. And I'm like, yo, okay. If that was your way to hype the fight, aren't you a good athlete? Aren't, can't your skills speak for themselves? And this is now, like, I love Connor, but this is what now we can see. His skills did not back his talking. Yeah. Like, it didn't. So he would speak to you to the point that you lose your mind. You get in there. You don't want to fight. You just want to kill this guy. Yeah. And he lights you up because... He knows this This is his superpower. That was his jujitsu and wrestling, like getting into your head. Yeah, yeah. So that's, so I agree. Suddenly the fights is cool. It is cool. But you need to be able to back it. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm for it. But if I look at someone like John Jones, he doesn't need to talk shit. He doesn't. He doesn't. But he's the greatest every, of all time. Th thank you. We don't, there's not a debate. <laughs> we all know he's the greatest of all time because yeah. when you step in there with this guy, no matter what you do, He's better than you. If you're going to kickbox, he's better. If you're going to wrestle, he's better. And I feel that's what a perfect athlete should be. Like, you shouldn't need to trash talk. Like, we are not Muhammad Ali. Yeah. We are not we, we are not those guys. But those guys could also back it up. And after the fight, they didn't come and say sorry afterwards. So, how can I say, I'm, I'm, I'm still learning this as well. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, like you said, I'm still very new in this. So, there is times, like, I say something and I'm like, oh. Maybe you shouldn't have said that. But then there's also times I want to say something and I don't because I feel like this can come and bite you in the ass Absolutely. later. It can literally come and bite you in the ass. And then for what? For 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 a few hours to come watch your fights. And that's why I say skills should speak. If you need to hop a fight like that, maybe you aren't that good. And it's okay. Then it's okay. Then you can talk as much as yeah. you want. But the other guy sitting on the other side, he also needs to understand it. Maybe he needs to like maybe play the game as long or maybe just put it to light that maybe you aren't that good. That's why he talks so much shit. And that's what I feel. That's what I'm going to do. That's I've, I've thought about it. And I'm like, that's the approach I'm going to take because I feel my skills are going to talk for themselves. I'm not going to ever let someone I can say talk down on me or anything. Yeah. You need to back yourself. You need sure. to, if, if those guys talk about your wife and kids and stuff, you defend him. But you don't need to go talk about his mom and what happened in his childhood. Yeah. You, you don't need to fight fire with fire. Our fighting does the talking. And I feel when it comes to that, I'm the best fighter to do that. So it's good. I okay. love it. Yeah. So, so if you look at, um, like you say, your, your skill set, is there then pressure on you to put on an entertaining fight? Because sometimes it doesn't require fireworks. Yes. Such as, I mean, JP against Conrad Siabi. It was about executing a game plan inefficiently and, and just neutralizing wherever you can. So sometimes... It's not the most entertaining thing to do, even though you have all the skills in the world. I uh, know. That's that's now also where I feel a lot of fighters lose it. I'm not that type of guy. I will never let a ref or or the crowd or anyone face me in that sense because I'm fighting. It might not entertain you, yeah. but I, I'm winning. Yeah. I, I, I'm winning. It's your record, uh, not this, theirs. It's my record. This yeah. is money coming into my pocket. Regardless if you guys are booing me and if the ref stands us up seven times, well, guess what, guys? I'm going to win at the end of the day. Yeah. And same same regards if I step in and I throw a big overhand and I knock you out. That was great. That was very entertaining. But guess what? You get paid the same. Same to show, same to win. It's it's the same pose. Yeah. You might get a bonus, and that's great. You might get a bonus, and you might get a few more hours, but your record will stay the same, dude. It doesn't hype you like you get two more wins if you knock the guy out. It, it just doesn't work like that. So I feel maybe I haven't had it yet, thank goodness, touch wood. <laughs> I haven't had a boring fight yet because most of the time I feel like to have a boring fight, you need to have a boring dance partner. Sure. And all my dance partners have been good, like yeah. like – this fight now with Zulu will be a lot different to the one with Terence, but none will be boring. They will none will ever be boring, and I feel like that's very important because, like, 
I don't feel I'm a boring athlete, but like you say, even if it comes to a fight like that where I have to play it safe, oh, it, it's so well. Uh, like, oh, well, I win. <laughs> and that's, that's my job. My job is to win. My job is like, as much as what I'm an entertainer, I'm a winner first. Yeah. I have to be a winner first because that's what puts food on the table. So that's how I see it. So, so then indulge me here in terms of your long-term plans. For a long time, the UFC, um, Bellator, PFL, whatever it may be, felt like it was light years away. And a guy like Ruan Potts, Gareth McClellan, um, the guys that got to the UFC, it felt like it was a shot in the dark or how can I put it? You, you know, like a, a fluke. A sort I hear of what like, you say. I, I, I you understand know, what you mean. Whereas yeah. today... It's very possible. It's very attainable. It's, it's attainable. Because it's attainable. they know who we, we've got. There's no doubt they know who you are. They're keeping an eye on everyone. It just feels like that step from an EFC to a UFC is so much closer. I just feel honestly, we've we've had great fighters like this before. Like you're like you look at sorry, excuse me, guys like Boyd Allen, Don Madge. Like we've had good fighters, man, that that have gone overseas and maybe it hasn't worked out the way we yeah. wanted it for them. But they they regardless, they are good fighters. That they they've done good on the international circuit. Like like not take away from Drickus or Cabra because they've done exceptional. Yeah. They've done amazing. But before them, we we, we kind of have had good fighters that have yeah. come before them. But I just feel at that time it was maybe just a bit too soon for us. Yeah. And it's nothing to South African MMA. It's just they've been doing it now. What UFC's on? What going for forty years? That's 40, 30, 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, That's 30 year, years. 30 years. Yeah. 30 years in UFC competing. That's yeah. that. So they've had the sports of like jujitsu, wrestling, kickboxing. They've had this long before us. Their their black belts will kill our black belts. And yeah. that that's just a fact. And it's I'm not lying. It's just a fact. And maybe when it comes to MMA, it changes a bit because we put everything together. And uh, I give South Africans this: we are so tough. Yeah. We are so tough, man. We are that. That's I feel South Africa's biggest thing. We are we are tough, and we are like we're mentally strong. And that's honestly, I'm not a Springbok supporter. That's how they won the World Cup, man. Just be tough. Just be tough and showing everybody like we deserve to be here. Because we do. Like South Africans, we are we are part of, like I can say, the one percenters that no one knows about. Like I see UFC, they're tapping into China. And I've said this for a long time. Not because of the martial arts history in China, but Chinese have some freaking tough athletes. Like, yeah. like I've seen some of these guys like boxing and stuff. And these guys, yo. I'm like, how do you guys not know about China? And now I'm seeing like UFC's tapping a lot into China. And I'm yeah. like, I just can't wait for that to happen here. Because not only South African, our DRCs are tough. Our Cameroonians yeah. are tough. Like, like I look at some of the guys in EFC. I'm like, yo, yo, these Northern Africans are tough. You have to kill them sometimes. Like some of them, you have to put them out. There's like, like you can't just want to jab, jab, knock out with them. He's going to light you up and he might not have the right technique, but that toughness, like you look at some... Even strength. Strength. Francis Ngannou, yeah. he started off. That was... I mean, he, he rocked Tyson Fury. He, he dropped him. Oh my... <laughs> oh, can you believe it? Can Shows you the believe power. it? But then you look at Francis like five, six years ago, he was terrible, man. He would just swing and yeah. hope for the best and he would win. He would have like 15 second knockouts. It wasn't the prettiest, but he was tough. Yeah. He was so tough. He was so tough. And I'm like... I'm super happy that the like UFC are recognizing that in Africa now, and they started to tap into that. And uh, it's like it's only going to go up from here, I feel, because we were we were back with those guys. Yeah. We were put behind. Those were pioneers. They were trailblazers. They, were, they, 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 they set the, the mark for us. Absolutely. They did. They did set the mark for us. But 
I feel now with the generation now that we we can easily stand with those guys. We can easily go toe to toe with some of the best in the world. We we can because I see these guys like obviously our Instagram stalk a lot of international guys and I look at them and I'm like. You guys are, you live in a good life, but you're not that good, man. Like, yeah. if you had to come to South Africa, I know a few South Africans that will give you a run for your money, and it's it's scary, but it's true. There's a South African heading to Toronto. He's probably in Toronto as we speak. When Drikas Duplessis wins the middleweight title, it's going to have a tsunami effect. It's going to go African crazy. MMA. And you know, it's going to go, you know, it's the sad thing. They're going to, like, all the agencies are all going to just flock and sign so many African stars and everything. And for me, the irony is, why only now? Like, like it sounds sad, but why only now? Yeah. Like, it shouldn't have, like, took this long. And I'm glad Drikas is leading the way and doing that for yeah. us. It is good for him, and it's good for us. It's great for us. But I'm like, why did it take so long? Because, like you said, we've, we've had good pioneers. We've had guys that really, man, like... Really, like if Leon Maynard, like if Leon Maynard read that side, he he would have been amazing. Like you look at Jeremy yeah. Pitbull Smith now in bare knuckle boxing, yeah. he's thriving there. So I'm like, we've had the skill imagine level DeMart for a long time. Got a DeMart. UFC gig, did he? No, no. I'm saying, imagine if he had got. I know he had his obviously his four years yes. uh, that he was banned, but four year uh, if he had got the UFC, in the, uh, you know what I mean? Who knows where Demart Penner would mm. be today? You know, totally I, if I think of the Fight Fit Militia guys. As a gym at that point, they were ahead of their time. They were sadly, hey, sadly. like, like it was, and it was like, like I remember when was it like that picture with Richie Kwan we had like the four EFC titles with these four champions at the back, and I was like, that is very, it, it was impressive because that was back then in what 2016, 2015 yeah. when. EFC were flying out to internationals even, and they were they were owning internationals. They were owning making them. quick work of them, like, and I'm like. That stuff needed to like it sounds sad, but that's the stuff they needed to have lights on. Yeah. That those are the guys also that like if we were discovered a little bit earlier, imagine the the how can I say the investments that would have been put into us now. Like like but it is what it is. We'll so take it. Yeah, we'll take so it. The onus is comes. on you now. Yep. Let's be honest. I mean, it there, is. there's a responsibility it because is. it is. You flying the flag for let's let, let's be honest. In terms of African MMA, yes, there's various other little promotions that happen, but EFC still this flies the flag one. for the continent. EFC is number one. So it's it's the step, and all said with all due respect, the stepping stone to a UFC. It yeah, really is. Or PFL. Like, or... It, it, it is like that. And no offense, EFC even knows us like that. So that's why it tries to give you the toughest fight possible right now in your early career so that when you get that side you you kind of like a like you're polished good so you so might you, as, you just need to maybe keep up your left hand or throw it straight or work on your your cardio a bit better but you're basically a finished product already whereas like uh, like i say guys like i see this a lot so i'm following a lot of guys like since like since i've started mma and guys that start in big promotions don't normally thrive in the big promotions they they don't make it they don't so if you started ufc i can bet you now you're not gonna be ufc champion like like it sounds ugly but you're just gonna have to go through so many trials and tribulations from fight one whereas if you start like like Big respect to Drickers. How he did it, man. Like how he did it on the international circuit and then jump into the UFC was the right thing to do. Yeah. It was the right SW thing. SW and... Literally, seeing so many different bodies, so many different crowds, fighting it like so many times out of your comfort zone. I think that made him like... That's also a superpower kind of for yeah. him because they, no matter like he's going to go to Canada now, they're probably all going to cheer for Sean Strickland. All, and, all of them will. 
and to, for him, it's going to be like, it's another day in the office and he's going to go and he's going to take that title. Stop for at CIT. Yeah. <laughs> you understand what I mean? <laughs> so he's going to go and he's going to take the part. And it's going to yeah. be good. It's going to be great for our country. It's going to be great. But yeah, like, like I feel, this is what I feel. And I'm not saying everyone has to do this. I'm not saying, I feel everyone should try to do that, man. Especially coming from EFC. And I see this a lot with our EFC champions. They get the belts. They defend it one or two times. Now, obviously, just like me, we think we're the best thing in the whole wide world. So then we jump to big promotions yeah. before we're actually ready for the big promotions. We lose, and then we become just another number there. We just become another fight there. And it's not sad. They end up back in UFC. Yeah. And I look at these guys, and I'm like, come on, dude. Like, there's you, a few. The, the, there's a few. There's a few like, you, you could have been something better if you were a bit more patient. And I'm not your coach. I'm not your. I'm not the guy to give you advice. But I feel that's what I'm gonna do. And I even spoke to my team. I think that's the big call because I've had chance now, big chance with my management. Shout out to first round management. They wanted me to jump straight to UFC. Okay. And so also, was there an offer on the table? There was. There was. There was not straight UFC. Like like you know the Dana White contender yeah, series yeah. kind of thing. But like they could make those kind of things okay. happen for me. And I was like, mm, not yet. I, I still feel there's a lot of things I still need to work on. Like for myself, there, there's a lot of things. I, I know I can go to UFC and I win one, two, three, maybe four fights. I can go on a four fight win streak. But when the big fight comes, what if I lose? Yeah. And then up against the top 10, yeah, it suddenly is a different even game. A, a, Good top 15. You yeah. need a good top 15 because about the vision, what, what I love about it now is it's actually on a rise, man. It is. Like number 10 can beat number one. On any given day. It is so crazy. <laughs> and four years ago, they think about scrapping the flyweight division. It's mad. It's madness. So I'm so happy about how they're doing now. So I really, when I get there, I don't just want to be another number. I don't. I'm going for gold. I want to be get, get in there, get the belt and get out. So okay. I'm looking for about a six, seven, five fight in, in the UFC. So if that's the case, I need to have about 12, 13 other fights yeah. first before I enter that. And okay. that's that's literally what I'm going to do now. And that's I feel it's going to be the right plan for me. And also just, I can say, if I'm going to lose, I'd rather lose on a KSW stage than in a UFC stage. Like, the, like it just it take feels... Take the lessons from there. Take the lesson, I get into there, and then the, there's no lesson in UFC. I'll, I'll, I'll know what to do. That's how I feel. That's the approach I'm going. Okay. I like yeah. that. It's a measured approach. It's, so it's, it's yeah. about the process. Yeah, and I'm still young. I'm 24. Like, I, I understand if you're a bit older in your career, take the jump. You, yeah. you, you, you don't have much time left. You don't have much time. I understand for the time, it catches all of us. It does. It's a young so man's sport. You, it's a young man's sport. If you're 30, are you this like, like small promotion? I'm not saying EFC is a small promotion, but like a smaller promotion champion, jump on the opportunity, man. Yeah. If you get that opportunity, you jump. But then you have to commit the next five years of your life of just being the best athlete you can be. Whereas me now, for the next five years, I can kind of like fix all these little nitty gritty problems so that by the time I'm 29, 30, when I hit the UFC, it's smooth sailings. It's literally, it's smooth sailings. My PR's good. My, my how can I say, my weight cuts. No emotional... No emotional tweeting. Like, <laughs> if I want to say it, I say what I want to say. Like, you understand what I mean? I got you. All those nitty gritty things that say it's out of the way. And all I need to focus upon is the fights. And even in the fights, if, like, I can say, if I get dropped, it's like, it's not going to be like the first time I get dropped and I'm getting dropped in front of 20,000 people. Yeah. I get dropped and I'm like, it's okay. I get up. I dust it off. I get back this, and I can yeah. fight. Yeah. It's a very mature approach. And, and yeah, I'm excited to see where this journey leads because. You've got arguably your toughest opponent yet coming up in March. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, he's going to bring the fight. Out of all my opponents, if there's somebody that's going to come fight it, Tulu, he's going to come. And rightly so. Rightly so. Like, how I feel this, how, this how I'm approaching this for Zulu, is I'm the young me, the champ. I'm the young champ with 
literally for him nothing to lose like even if i lose he takes my belts but my life continues which is right it, it, sure. it's it's not it's not a lie we've seen this yeah. many times whereas him this is kind of his last shot because yeah. even if because i see he's not putting his belt up for the line so even if i do beat him Okay, so he's not putting the pants. He's in. not. Okay. He's not. He doesn't want to do it. Okay. And it's okay. So it's purely fly. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, like we still push so double for champ it. would have been. It. I think it would have been cool for both sides, yeah. but it, it's okay. Like okay. we we still pushing for it. I spoke to Jimmy on Tuesday, so we still pushing for it. But hey, uh, I I know this game doesn't always give you what you want. You could like I. I push my chance. I'm gonna carry on pushing until yeah. fight day. But yeah, so I see like he's seen it as. I win, or he loses, and it's kind of it's it's done for him. Even though he's still got his title, he's got to go fight another young hungry guy who's like Terence in the intro trap, which he doesn't really know how it's gonna go. So so I I, I know he's a very confident guy, so he never wants to be in the position of like like limbo of like mm, what what like fifty yeah. fifty kind of position. So he's he's that's how he's approaching the fight. Where me this is how I feel this is ugly to say to lose lose for me this fight yeah. even if I win I win I beat the champion like Zulu boy which he's not even an official flyweight so yeah you beat a good legend but what does it do for me actually it doesn't like in my rankings or anything it doesn't sure. catapult me it doesn't it just gives me another title defense if I lose well, I lost to a guy that's not even supposed to be a flyweight. Sure. He's like on a one fight win streak. Like, so it's, it's a lose lose for me. But I'm approaching it as like this is the biggest fight of my career because yeah. it is. Yeah. It is like like this defense means everything to me. And but, should you win and have your hand raised, I think it cements you as the number one flyweight. If you know what I'm trying uh, to say, because of beating a guy who is not naturally a flyweight. Zulu is a legend of the sport. He's like, he's he obviously legend. has a soft spot for the flyweight belt. He's a former champion. Um, but getting your hand raised is a statement of I note. Agree. Look, and I agree. Any fight is a fight I want. So, excuse me. It's a fight I want to win. Like, I'm not, like I say, overlooking Zulu. I'm not like brushing this fight to the side of, oh, yeah, if I win, life continues. No, no, no. This fight is very important to me. Like, being said as well, like, I used to watch Zulu as well. As much as I used to watch all the other guys, I used to watch Zulu. I might have not been a fan of him, but I used to watch him. Sure. I used to watch him, and I used to, like, appreciate him. Like, when he, like, hit Craig Nemo with that uppercut, so I was like, Especially oh, he snatched yeah. his bones. Oh, oh, I don't even know how he finished the fight. Like, no. good respect to Craig Nemo, but also, flat, yeah, it was destroyed. It was terrible. <laughs> it was disgusting. Oh, it, was, uh, it was disgusting, but respect is... I was about to have breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore but you understand so I've been watching it for so long yeah. that's like like I've always had that like think of okay we we actually might fight and the crazy thing is I spoke to my mom the other day she would always be like oh no man you, you silly like she'd always brush it to the side of these guys are going to be long gone by the time yeah. you get there and it's not like and that here now. We are, we're here we are we're dancing <laughs> and it's, it's, it's me, this is where it's scary for me as well because it's old school versus new school and if he would, it's kind of like everyone's like, ah, these youngsters told you. Just, he's still a kid, man. Whereas if this kid wins, it's kind of like, whoo, yeah, I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> You're certainly not a kid anymore. Even at 24 years old, oh, thank uh, you. you've thank done incredibly you. well, Gift. Uh, congratulations. Good luck. Goes down March. Have they set a date yet? Yes, 7 March. Is it 7 March? Seven Sorry, I've got March. the EFC website here open. I'm sure it was 7, but it doesn't say 7 here. Anyway, it is the 7th March. Goes down at the Performance Institute, flyweight title. Yes, please. It's all happening. Thank you so much for your time. Yes, thank um, you for having me. All the me. best in the new year.
I hope and pray it starts with a, a W in oh, March. Thank you. And that you continue your incredible trajectory. Thanks. Yes, have an awesome year as well, brother. Thanks for coming in. I appreciate <laughs> it. Thank you.